end on this page 64 where we're going into the inventory process which is a, the first working step of the 12-step program is step four yeah where you do a basic inventory uh and i'm going to present it this way a lot of people the way that people share about it i don't agree with it to tell you too so i agree with this idea that's in the book which is on page 64 it says being convinced which is the condition you need to tell the truth about your what you're going to be convinced of is a fact in your life you may not be in agreement with it you may be denying it but basically if you hit a certain point you're fucked right in a way so this is basically being convinced self and we're not speaking of an ego we're speaking of something a feeling that's before the ego because sometimes we speak as if we have an ego and sometimes we speak as if we've lost an ego what is that that had the ego and lost the ego this to me is the idea of self yeah so it says being convinced self this idea of being the doer the thinker the feeler especially for us the thinker is really and the doer are the two real flypaper mats <laughs> because the disease is in the mind alcoholism and it speaks to us as us yeah so it, it's like a ventriloquist it's captured the sound of our vocal cords and it speaks to us as if it's us talking to us yes and uh so the big book says on this statement being convinced means to believe with certainty that self manifested in various ways or so manifested means it appeared or came about it came to fruition you know it manifested so in other words it had an effect yeah so self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us this is this is the requirement basically going into the fourth step from this point of view rooted in this page 64. so being convinced self is what has defeated us so we we would be of the us yeah and there would be something going on what's defined as self and there's something going on aa recognizes alcoholism resides in the mind so that narrows the neighborhood yeah so it's in the head so there's something going on that has defeated us by its manifestations through us really yeah and says all right if you're convinced of this 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 sentence and us and self are not the same or they would have just said us has defeated us you know it's itself and us is plural yes us doesn't mean mean a single person yeah but self isn't plural it's singular itself has defeated a plural us yeah yeah it's important to recognize because the disease really has us by feeling unique feeling terminal and unique as if no one's thought the way we've thought no one's felt the way we felt no one's done the shit that we've done which is blown out of the water if you just listen at aa meetings there's a lot of people are walking around seemingly having your thoughts <laughs> they're not thoughts yours they're alcoholic thoughts yeah it's obvious 
how could they be your thoughts if a lot of people have them? It sort of blows the idea of ownership. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hanging out at the park and acting as if you own the park. You know, the park and other people are going to come. <laughs> it's a public little space. So, well, I'm hoping, uh, yeah, I think we got enough chairs. Sorry, they didn't uh, provide us with enough chairs today. Yeah, I went in there. Grab where you can. Hey, there's a chair over here, two more. So get in there, thanks. How are you? This is my friend, John. Hey, John, how are you? Palm Springs. Nice to see you from Palm Springs. Yeah. Welcome. Well, you, you want to be in the sun? No, I'm good. Yes, and here's our, our Hiram. He's, he's, uh, he's our male model for our merchandise. He's got the Zen bitch slap shirt. Yeah. You can have one. They're available. I know. They didn't give us any chairs. So we had a. Yeah. So we're just doing a little thing on recovery first. Yeah. And which is quite applicable uh, with the idea of non duality. Because basically, recovery you're really looking at what you're not. Yeah. Hey, Tommy. All right, we got one chair left. All right, see you here. We'll wait for Tommy to. Well, we'll do the AA warm-up, all right? Because I'm sort of in this. So in AA, there's a book. They call it the big book. It's got, uh, and it, it holds instructions about how to do these 12 steps, which is the basis of recovery. Yeah, so. It isn't about, recovery isn't about recovering from drinking, it's from the underlying causes and conditions that drives you to drink. Yeah? So you can stop drinking, that's not recovery. Recovery is getting down to the other stuff that causes you to keep drinking, let's say. Yeah, so, so and it's a very important part of the program, and then we'll go into it is these, this chunk of four through nine steps, which are the working steps. So the first step and the second step are observation. You, you've observed that uh, you're powerless over drugs and alcohol and that your life is unmanageable. That's, and then you also observe the second step that something is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself, like some power is keeping you sober. You want to call it group of drunks or whatever, but now I've been drinking for like 20 years and now I haven't drank in eight weeks. So basically I observed that something has done for me what I couldn't do for myself, which was stop drinking. I couldn't do it. Yeah, simple. So then, then step three is, hey, uh, now getting introduced to this thing that's doing for you what you can't do for yourself. How about checking your life out, make a decision to turn your will and life over to the care of this that is doing for you what you can't do for yourself, and maybe it'll do more for you what you can't do for yourself. Yeah. So it's sort of like a surrender, or it's a decision, really, to surrender. So then it launches into steps four through nine, which are, we call the working steps, which is you got to do something, finally, other than go to meetings and talk. You actually have to write down stuff, and you do a basic inventory as you come in, which is called the fourth step. And the basic inventory is just to allow some relief to get in there because you've got like, here, Tommy, as a seat. Something has you in a chokehold, so to speak, and you can't really breathe. So the working steps will relieve the pressure and then it will allow something to be introduced. It's like higher power. So where you look like you're being 
That's actually so four is inventory. Basic, not too deep. If you want to do Paul, I accidentally unmuted I muted you, sorry. I'm trying to mute somebody else. Can you hear me? Oh shit. <clears throat> Paul. <laughs> mm. Damn it. I accidentally muted you about 30 seconds ago. Okay, I just looked like you were still muted. Where'd you go? Sounds like he's still muted. Is he here? Where is he? I can't see him. Michael, do you see him? Oh, here he comes back in. Again. Okay. Can you can you hear me now, Mike? Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're on again. Okay. Right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I just went back. Hold on. Yeah. All right, so we're talking about the fourth step, simple. This is very, very simple. Usually when people, so it says being convinced, this is an important sentence, being convinced self manifested in various ways is, has defeated us, yeah? So self is in a singularity. It's not selves, self. It's like not an army of selves that has defeated you. It's an idea that we've all been let's say, infected with, which is this idea of self. It's a singular idea, yes? But it's being ha held by many. And basically, it starts ending up holding the many. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is working well. It doesn't matter if they don't hear it. Can you hear me? Mike, can you hear me? Yes, it sounds good. Right. Yeah, very, very clear. So, being convinced self manifests in various ways is what has to I'm going to sell you this car. <laughs> Let me tell you one more time. The fenders. No. So, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated. So, you know what a manifesting is, is coming to, it appears, yes, it shows up, it, yeah, something happens. Okay. Being convinced of that, we are now going to look at self's common manifestations. See, very clear direction. Not our common manifestations, self's common manifestations. Yeah. The next paragraph starts with, and this is the beginning of the inventory. The first manifestation of self we're going to look at is resentment. Yeah? 
then we're going to follow that with fear. And the third is going to be looking at how you will hurt people in the pursuit of what you want by looking at the sexual arena. Yes. So basically, the clarity is whose or what's are these manifestations from? Are they yours or are they selves? Now, most people get informed that they're yours. So you go and look at your resentments, your fears, and your harms done to others, and they're not yours, actually. Yeah. So to me, this is the bondage of self, is you're bonded to self by identifying its manifestations as yours yes that to me is the root of the problem alcoholism just amplifies it so let's say you've got a little jealous streak in you you drink and use you're up on stalking charges yes things happen it amplifies you yeah and it's sort of like the genie comes out of the bottle and now you live its 800 wishes you don't get your three wishes you end up wishing you were dead and it probably won't let you be <laughs> Because it's truly like a parasitical movement. It doesn't want to lose the host. Yeah. It likes you around. It can express itself to you. It can get a lot of drama out there for you. Yeah. So, so this is, I didn't hear this when I came into AA. What I heard is I was going to look at my resentments, my fears, my harms unto others, which is probably good in the beginning because we're trying to shirk before, when you're obsessed with self, you feel like you're responsible for everything. Yeah. Remember when you, if you were sitting in a room and or you walked into a room and someone yawned, you thought they thought you were boring or whatever. Yes, this is, this is an inordinate not a sense of responsibility, right? If everyone coughs, you think you made them sick or something. It's just insane. So to get some relief, you go crazy, you get drunk and everything. And when you're drunk, you have permission, like to be okay somewhat, yes? While you've got a big fucking stick up your ass when you're sort of sober. So you're like, fuck this, I'm gonna drink and then I don't get, have to go to weddings anymore. All this responsibility is taken from me, I'm just the black sheep. And then I walk into AA and they say, listen, it's gone way too far. So you gotta do an inventory to see your role in things because you don't see your role in things. You think, they're fucking with you. Yeah. You don't see that you stepped on their toes an hour before. And that's why they retaliated. You cut out that. And now you just think they retaliated for no reason whatsoever. Because we're not seeing our role in things. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. But then sooner or later, you, when you look at your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. You're going to see that some foreign pathogen has been using you for transportation and expression. And it's time to stop taking the rap for it. Yeah. Let's render unto Caesars what Caesars. Yeah. Yeah. We have it simply. It seems like we're all capable of it because a lot of us, when we go into recovery and things start working out, we're giving great gratitude and praise to the higher power. Yet we keep taking ourselves to be the doer of all the shit that the lower power compelled us to do. Now we're being compelled by a higher power, being of service, opening up space, holding, you know, yes, and all glory to that. But what about the blame, but an honest blame to the lower power? We're still living in tons of guilt and shame based on shit we never even did. We were driven to do it. And it says it in the, this book called The Big Book. It says, driven 
by a hundred forms of fear and shit like that. If you're driven, you're not the driver, yes? If the statement from people who were suddenly very clear about alcoholism was you were driven, something took you and drove you somewhere, yeah? And then when you're left at that somewhere, the story is you did it, yeah? So you get convicted over and over again for a crime you haven't committed. This is the bondage of self, I feel. It can bond you, I'm 34 years I've been sober, my head could kill, still believe there's a link of guilt and shame based on something that I was moved to do like 35 years ago, yes? as I was the doer of it. So I'm still, you know, they're still taking money out of my account every month, you know, tithing to the God of guilt and shame. Fuck you, I didn't do it. I made the amends, I cleared it all up. You're not pinning it on me anymore. It's like we use the example of, you know, I have a dog, the dog shit on the neighbor's lawn, the neighbor, I'm, I did, I'm not that aware of it. I don't know where the dog's been. So I get the call, the, the, the neighbor says, hey, your dog shit on my lawn. Come on over here and clean it up. Okay, yes, I'm accountable for the dog. I go there, clean up the shit. I decide I'm not gonna walk the dog there anymore. Take it on another street, made the amends, that's it. I do not believe, I don't have guilt for shitting on the neighbor's lawn. I didn't do it. The dog did it. I'm affiliated with the dog, but I, you're not gonna fucking convict me 30 years later, remember you shot on, no, I did not shit on that one, yeah? Bring it up with the dog, I didn't do anything. So this is it. I truly believe we've been taken over by something and that something has presented itself as us. So self has taken us over and presents itself as us, to us. How are you gonna be free from it? You're completely handcuffed. You can try to dream of being free as it, but in the act of identification, you not, cannot be free from what you take yourself to be. You cannot be free from that. You can be free as it, with it, by it, yeah? But you're gonna still be fucking joined at the hip. And self cannot get out of self. Good luck, yeah? So this is simple. If you're in, if you're NAA, this is just an idea. Hey, I didn't come up with it. I was just minding my own business, shit downloaded, like it says in the vision for us. This power is going to constantly reveal to us stuff. Well, it did. I, I, I entertained it. It allowed me to travel pretty damn light for years and years and years at the point where the problem doesn't exist for me ever, anymore, a day at a time. Fucking hallelujah. That's a great solution that the problem that I was needing a solution for doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, so I don't even have to walk around with a solution because I don't, the problem doesn't exist. That's fucking beautiful to me, super light, yes? And then you learn that by doing service, you learn that you can be of service, you know? You, a whole new, a new, that's why it says in our book, it doesn't say you're going to get a revamped happiness and, 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 uh, and you're going to have freedom just the way you thought. No, it's a new freedom and a new happiness. It's a new attitude, a new outlook, yeah? 
you're basically gonna, instead of looking through the camera of self, you're gonna look through a larger camera and you're gonna see things differently, yes? And therefore, you're not gonna see so many threats so there won't be that many resentments, yes? You won't be living in fear because you realize it's mental anxiety and you'll see false evidence and it won't appear real. Yeah, so you'll be free. Basically, like a free range alcohol, a day at a time. And I don't think that much farther than that. I don't go, well, will I be free next week? I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm just enjoying it now. And that there's definitely a faith that I'm gonna be okay because I have been for years and I haven't done a damn thing about it, really. Yeah, yeah. So that's the point with recovery. Uh, people in AA come in, they do, they do an inventory on my resentments, my fears, my acting out, and they usually leave with my fears, my resentments, my acting out. I hope you don't leave with my fear and my resentments because they're not yours. They're the manifestation of self. Read the book. It's right there. I didn't, I didn't you know, get about 20 books and then white it out and wrote it in there. <laughs> it's right there. Right in the book. I didn't put it in there. I didn't change it and change the E to a big E. No, just read it. You'll see it. It makes total sense. These, what we're looking at are manifestations of something other than us. Let's say if you had a virus that had you 365 days a year. Yep. You wouldn't know you'd have it. You would think it was you, obviously, because you'd never have any other, you'd never had another possibility. So you're just infected for 365 days in the year and you don't know you're infected. You think this is just the way it is, yeah? Suddenly, someone points out to you, hey, you know, you can get over this thing, yeah? You can die to it, not die as it. You can die to this virus. You can come out of this condition. What condition? <laughs> I can't tell the difference between the virus and me. Well, hopefully we will help you there. So, <laughs> so you recognize, yeah, there's something going on in me. It's not all of me. Yeah, it's sort of like these zooms where you have a square and then you have squares within the square. Yes. So here there's 12 squares in this one square. Yeah, you can see the 12 different squares and still have sense of the bigger square. Yeah. Instead of, oh, if one square has me in it, forget about the other squares and forget about the big square. I'm in that square. Yes. That's the obsession with self. So this way, instead of like this, your camera goes back, you see more. You still see you running around, but you also see others running. Oh, and shit like that, and you realize <laughs> you just get downsized in a healthy way. Really. The self has gotten way too myopically magnified. Yes, it's actually this, but it looks like it's huge. But it's actually this. It's like a small speck that looks huge. Yeah, but it's a small speck. Yeah, so. There you go with that. So let's swing into this other possibility. Because <laughs> where recovery ends really brings you ultimately is, is what non-duality 
is saying is already so. Yeah. So first we recognize something has defeated us in recovery. Then hopefully you recognize it's not you. So therefore the possibility of being free from that which has defeated me, it becomes available. And then so it is. And now the action figure has guardrails, G-O-D rails. It has a way of life. It has some sound principles, yeah? It's, it's in a much better running condition, yeah? And so it's off on doing its little thing and there's a freedom involved in it now because it gets used instead of, it's like, you know, there's a thing we say in AA, there's an old employer and a new employer. It doesn't usually say anything about the old employee and it infers it by going the new employer being all powerful. Obviously that infers the old employer wasn't. Yeah? It's gonna take care of you. That implies the old employer didn't. <laughs> and it's gonna take care of you. All you need to do is fulfill two requirements. One, stay close to it. You can't be far from everywhere, yes? <laughs> so you've already fulfilled that requirement and do its works well. Well, it doesn't tell you what works. It's just, it's pretty fucking wide open, yeah? So, and then if that's the case, you're gonna be taken care of. That's the contract. That is the contract in AA. It says, having a new employer, being all powerful, it's gonna take care of us. I'm telling you it has. At 34 years, I've had the evidence of it, yeah? I've observed that as a fact. I have observed that something did for me what I couldn't do for myself, nor could any human power do it. My mother wanted me to be sober. The state wanted me to be sober. A lot of people, I wanted to be sober. Nothing seemed to be able to produce it, yet I was struck sober March 21st, 1988. Now, that would have probably died on the vine March 22nd, 1988, but the night of March 21st, 1988, I was introduced to AA. I was introduced to uh, Design for Living and I adopted it for 34 years. So it allowed that miracle to extend in time and to have a lasting effect. Yeah. Bamo whacked me. Suddenly I find myself in an AA meeting, which I wasn't looking for and no idea of, could care less, at eight o'clock in San Francisco. When in the morning I was in Calisoga near the hang gliding park, I had just come out of a blackout, which is like parachuting behind enemy lines. I had no idea. I was in a trailer with some big guy who I didn't know with a bulbous nose and varicose veins on his face and with a bottle of Royal God gave vodka, a little one, as usual, the pints. <laughs> and somehow I had been passing this thing with him or me and I looked at him and I said, this guy's a fucking bum. And then lo and behold, something hit me. Yeah. And it stops something that I didn't, I had no idea it could ever stop. The head just came to a screeching halt. You know, the, the film, the screen that was always, always filled with the story of Paul went blank. And it was a simple download, like a CNN newsflash. And it says, you're fucked. Yeah. Now I'd been fucked for a while, but I did it wasn't really getting in there. My my muscle of denial was like Arnie Schwarzenegger's. I was keeping a lot of shit out just to survive every day. Finally, it all collapsed on me. 
and there was a secondary sentence which was, you're not managerial quality. That's simple. It wasn't like you're wrong for that. It was just a fact. You're not managerial quality and you're fucked. It hit me and then it set off a train of circumstance that brought me great fortune. I felt I didn't deserve. I ended up in an AE meeting at Valencia and uh, Army, a men's meeting. I thought the lady dropped me off. I didn't think she'd pick me back up at nine. I didn't. And then she came, picked me up at nine. I slept in her closet because her roommate didn't like me. The closet, and I'm 6'2", it's only 5'5", five, five or something. <laughs> Squishy little room. The next morning I woke up and now I was clear, I'm fucked. And I said, I better call this AA thing because I can't wait till eight o'clock at night. And I went to a noon meeting, high noon in San Francisco. It used to be at 17th Guerrero and going on ever since. And this design for living allowed that germ of sobriety to just keep pulsating. And then I was just restored to fucking sanity on so many levels. Yeah. So many levels where they are all working on their own now. I don't have to do any maintenance, really. The momentum has been built. Yeah. And I'm in the habit of being sober. Completely. I don't think about it. No, it's not like a topic. Just I'm in the habit of being sober. Yeah. And with that possibility of sobriety, other possibilities start showing up. You do not believe. You can't believe what a chokehold active addiction is if you're a real addict or a real alcoholic. I don't know if you are. I know I am. A real one is someone who's lost the ability to control anything they're drinking or using. I cross that line and I don't think you uncross it. So it chokes your possibilities. Unbelievable, really. We do a thing. I hope this isn't. I hope it's okay today to go this way. But in San Francisco, when you got sober, they would have you write down, what would you like, uh, you know, after your first year of sober? And then if you made it, they would read what you, the most you could imagine. And you, you shortchanged yourself completely. Life had given you so much fucking more. Yeah. So it was just a mind boggler, mind blower. So, yeah. You don't understand until you do. You don't have you. Self is like an incredible wet blanket. You'll be able to stretch, but if you had the potential to stretch 12 feet, you'll go seven feet. It's going to put you in a box. Yeah, It doesn't want you to die because it's using you. It is. I'll tell you a story. Because I, I remember I was going to talk at a new meeting in Petaluma and I came up with this idea of a parasite because I was trying to just communicate to people and I'll try. You know? So I decided I'm going to just, you know, this sounds pretty good. I'm going to describe alcoholism like a parasitical movement. Yeah. Works for a lot of people. Imagery. Yes. So once I started putting that out there, I started getting all this information from people in the Internet about parasites in nature. The first one they sent me was about this mushroom from the cordyceps family. Very trippy. This mushroom, in, obviously, in the animal and plant world, the main drive is procreation. Yeah, that's it, really. And so some of these 
species have an incredible challenge. So the mushrooms, they have that umbrella with spores and they got to hope an animal hits it or wind goes the right way and hopefully it lands somewhere where it can survive, yeah? Now, over time, they realize this is a faulty mechanism. I'm going to come up with something else. What they came up with was they target specific uh, insects. This one cordyceps targets ants. So it notices an ant is coming around. It lands on the ant, the spore, and burrows into it. And then jacks, in, in, jacks into the ant brain and tells the ant where it wants to go, like an Uber. It gets in and yeah, it does. And then when the ant delivers the fucking spore, the mushroom to where it wants to go, it kills the fucking ant and grows a mushroom right out of the head. Now, the weirdest thing is different cordyceps species target different insects, some ants, some other insects. Yeah. Then there's another one. Toxo is his nickname. Toxo is in mo a lot of mammals, mostly, I think it's supposedly in about 30% of people, usually latent, it's asleep in the brain, yeah? But Toxo has another agenda, and the agenda is it wants to procreate, but it can only procreate in the belly of an, a cat. Wow, this is a fucking incredible challenge, right? It's, it's in a rat somewhere or a mouse. How the hell am I going to get into the fucking cat? Yeah, okay, I'm going to tell this rat, when it sees a cat, run right up to it. Yeah, I'm going to, it's going to buy utensils, fork, knife, just go up there, lay yourself out. The cat kills it, eats the rat. Yeah, the toxo gets into the cat, procreates, and then shits, when the cat shits, it shits it out, and the toxo's off again. It's reproduced. Yeah. Now, the only difference is, if the ant had self-centeredness like we do, it would have had a story that it did all the shit that led it to where the mushroom wanted to go. And it would be a very fucking guilt-ridden, shameful ant. Yet, it was driven. Like it says in the book, driven. It was driven by something other than itself. The freedom from self is just that. It's not freedom as self. It's from it. Yes? From it. It's an idea that's past its time. <laughs> it's really now the father of time. That's how it survives. By saying it was you and it's going to be you. Therefore, it is you now. Yes? So this is the very novel when I heard it. Because it does the idea presents a possibility that has absolutely nothing to do with you which is awesome it says the possibility it's presenting is being ourselves reality already okay. being ourselves reality the greatest mystery is reality us wanting to attain reality yeah so non-duality isn't adding anything to anything. It's negating ideas that we live by that are misunderstandings, yeah? So it's sort of like, let's say there was someone uh, posing as you everywhere in your life, maybe never would be called upon, but let's say if you showed up 
you would be able to call that poser, yeah, and say, hey, you're not me, yeah, because you are me, yeah. You would say to that poser, hey, you are not me. Well, exactly. What non-duality does, it presents this idea that there's an activity going on, mental of nature, which is what we run into in recovery, which is this preoccupation with being someone that we're not, yeah? To the point that we look for what we are from it. Instead of seeing what we're not, we're looking for what we are from what we're not, yeah? So the whole point is, I'm just tired because I've done a lot of shit with that direction. I'm looking for what I am, truth, awareness, consciousness, love, not knowing that it was from what I'm not because that's what drives it. You think it's you going to go find truth and become a bigger, better you. The whole point is not that. Non-duality just turns and say, are you that you that's looking for the truth? If you're not, hey, maybe bing, you are the truth. Like that, yeah, bing. No time, no space, no process, no plan. Boop, you are what you've been looking for. What the fuck? Yeah. So not the idea of, all right, we're all the seeker and now I'm gonna present what needs to be sought. No, it's not the seeker and the sought, it's the seeker is the sought, yeah? What you're looking for is what's looking. What's looking? Uh, what you're looking for is what's looking. What? No, no, that this is what's looking right here. You're already that. Oh, I got no. <laughs> A half second and too much. One, one, too much. You are what you're looking for. What the fuck? And I did this thing once in uh, Australia that showed me incredibly. It's a long story, so I'll cut it short. But I heard about this process they were doing. It was eight days, and it wasn't a meditation retreat. I, I had gone over that, yes? I'd gotten over that. I had realized the real value in a meditation retreat is not going on one, really, after a while. <laughs> so I, I got the message, yes? I did. So, but this was like a therapeutic, and they were going to produce some kind of cathodic event which was going to, you know, release the inner you or whatever, give you more potential. And the girl that was talking to me about it was very pretty and she had a nice French accent, so I was listening. And, but that's where I first saw the thing from St. Francis on the brochure said, what's looking is what you're looking for. I said, wow, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, because most, most every other invitation has time in it and effort. Yeah. But what's looking is what you're looking for, meaning right now. Yeah. It's curious. So I, I called them up and I was going to sign up. Yes. But I also wanted to buy a round the world ticket. I was in this little beach town called Byron Bay. So I decided to call my uh, the lady I was the travel agent and she had done this process. And so she said, do the process and you'll go on the trip, which was true. It wasn't an either or thing. Yeah. But my head was always either or very dualistic yeah if i do this i can't do that just like you see alcoholics alcoholics usually will not give themselves permission to leave they got to destroy it they got to fuck things way bad to give themselves to leave 
I, once I saw a beautiful woman who mirrored, she participated in this cult she was in, which I was at for a month, 100%, yeah, to the last second and left. She didn't have to fuck you. No, she knew it was over and I had never seen anyone act like that. For an alcoholic to get out of something, you used to have to fuck up. Yeah, I feel, didn't it? Yes, yes. Can't just go, oh, it was great. What a wonderful, the containers run out. It was great. No. Yeah, so, so whatever. So I do this thing, do this retreat. And it's sort of like a lot of sharing. And yet in the middle of the day, they clear the room and they put all these mattresses and they had a DJ and they play music and they would induce like fucking going into trances and shit. And Kundalini, it was incredible. So the last, like the seventh day, uh, I go, the music starts, I go off on something and I'm crying and I'm laughing and I'm going, I can never left. I can, no, I can never get back. I can, like I left God, you know. I can never get back. I can never, and I'm crying and moaning. It's not, and then finally, so, and there, I was, I got the cries. I was the first one taken out of the whole fucking thing, like on a, almost like on a gurney of adoration. Oh, he got it. He got it. Yeah. So a week, a week or two later, I finally realized why I can never get back because I never left. That condition you're seeking is already available. You just have to see through the other conditions. Yeah? And one of the other conditions is the act of being identified as the one who has all the conditions. <laughs> Bypass the conditions, look at the one. And it's amazing how you'll get out of a lot of conditions when you're not the one that's in the conditions. <laughs> Because the one the, that's in the conditions has an investment a lot of the times to stay in the conditions. Yeah. Because it's super afraid of leaving the big condition of self. Yes. Yeah. You can hear it usually like, what am I gonna do? I'll just dissolve. I'll be this, I'll be this opening of the donut. It's all this insane shit. It just wants to keep you petrified. So you don't fucking move. The thing's sucking your life out of you. It is. If you're paying attention to yesterday and tomorrow, you're in a form of slavery completely. Yeah? That slavery is to take your attention away from right now and put it into a mystical, imaginary place. Yeah? And then when you see someone who's terribly defeated by that place, They'll be at a meeting, let's say, on July 28th, and they'll be completely flipped out because of August 15th. How are you going to help them? All you can help them is there is no August 15th on July 28th. Everyone in the room is in July 28th. It's fine. <laughs> the August 15th is from what's not happening. Yeah? What are you going to do? Oh, let me see you through it. I can't see you through it. There's no August 15th. Oh, let me, I'll hold your hand. No, there's no August 15th. So this is the point. There isn't a point, really. You are, you are what you're looking for. This is other, it's not. See, it's difficult because then the head in, that needs recovery goes, well, there is no self. No, yeah. 
the action figure needs recovery. If you try to act as if your spirit, AKA the action figure, and take the easiest off the way, you're not gonna go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, so just, if, there's, if this has been captured by alcoholism and you've been introduced to AA, I think that's the universal's invitation. I do, yeah. Maybe you'll be introduced to radical Buddhism in AA later, but right now, AA, yeah, or recovery. See where it takes you. It frees you up, yeah. It allows you not only to imagine possibilities, but they'll land. Those possibilities will be able to land and, and unload, yes? Instead of constantly being in, held in a holding pattern. So, yeah. So the non-dial, see, for me, getting struck sober was the greatest event. And then the greatest, greatest event was a no event, which is non-duality. So the fact is, I'm never going to have the event of becoming what I already am. It's done, deal. I'm just being it. There's no, I'm not running behind. I don't have to catch up. It's just here all the time. And then you never get chipped. You're just awake, which is the point of recovery, is to have a spiritual awakening. The point of a recovery to me is you are a spiritual awakening, having a big fucking headache, really. <laughs> it's a selfie. Yes? The spiritual awakening isn't anything new. It's the basic fact. Yeah. You just get brought to the basic fact by seeing you're not all these incredible assumed facts, which aren't. Yeah? So false evidence is now seen. It doesn't appear real to you anymore. It appears to be false. And therefore, an action isn't compelled. And therefore, you don't have consequences. Therefore, that, that day goes a different way than it used to. Yeah? Simple as that. So you become like a free-range alcoholic. I, I appreciate the coop, but I don't live in the coop anymore. <laughs> I roam around. <laughs> I go to the coop to visit my friends, but I'm not moving back in the coop. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So what's not happening? It's the head. Yes, just check it out. Are you occupied by today? There's no thought necessary. You're here. When you're occupied by yesterday and tomorrow. Thoughts are essential because you've got to think about it. The system has to think about what's not happening because it's not happening. There's no need to think about now because it's happening. But if it's not happening and the head wants it to happen now, it has to be thought about. Yes? The problem resides in the mind, remember. Yeah? And alcoholism isn't the original problem. It's the bondage of self. It's the identification as being a thing, a doer, a feeler, a taster, a toucher, a thinker, yeah? And it's true, the whole feeling is a relief of the bondage of self, from the bondage of self, see? The bondage of self is still being presented, but now you're relieved of it because you're not putting your hands into the handcuffs. The handcuffs are already being offered, but you're not putting your hands in there anymore. 
ya. Yeah. This becoming free is really realizing you were never bound, really. It's a freedom before the bondage. It's necessary to get freedom from the bondage also. It is here. But the real freedom is before the bondage. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? The real freedom before the bondage is a state. It's not something that gets uh, produced. Yeah? By escaping the bondage, you feel free. It's a state. It's a stateless state. It's not a produced state. It's just free. Yeah? Like the sky. The sky, even if it's packed with clouds, is still free of those clouds. Yes? The clouds do not affect the sky. Even though they're appearing in it, the sky is, even in the, with the appearance of them, they're free. It's still free from the clouds. Yeah? This is sort of how it goes with us. The bondage is presented. The stories are gone over, but you're free from them. Yeah? You're like the sky. You see the clouds, but you don't look from the clouds anymore. Yeah, and you do not see clouds from other clouds. No, you see clouds from the sky, our inherent nature, the spiritual condition. Yes, the spiritual condition isn't one of many conditions. It's the basis of all conditions is spirit. It's the animating aliveness. Everything else is pretty much dead on arrival really. It's all appearing to be true, but the truth doesn't need to be appear to be true. It is, yes? It's animating, it's pulsating. Boom. Yeah. It doesn't come with a story. It doesn't. It doesn't have a box of ingredients. You know it. I am. Yeah? Yeah. So, yes. So, if you're drinking and drugging and it seems to be having bad effects. Uh, you know, a lot of people, they just don't see the elephant in the room. So that's why you need to hear listen to other people who know about alcoholism, because most people that are really in alcoholism don't know much about it. You only know about alcoholism by being relieved of it, really. So, uh, some people try to make, tell me everything in the world's the problem with this giant elephant looming up behind them. Give me a break, bro. <laughs> You're just fucked. You know what I mean? I can be a complete, I can, I can, I can foretell your future if you're a real addict. You know, you could just go home and rest. I can write the next few chapters and I'll get back to you. Because I know exactly what's going to happen. I do. I've done it. I've seen it tons of times. The person argues, oh, no, no, no. And then six months later, yes. Back in, it's so funny. People who hate AA usually end up going back to it. <laughs> Nowhere else to go. <laughs> I think it's sort of funny. <laughs> I hate AA. Well, they went back in. <laughs> I know it's 
I can't, you know, it's... I've seen, uh, I remember I speak at a big rehab center in New Jersey, used to. I went back this year now. And one time I went, and when I got there, I went up to the office, and it's a funky old Victorian, and, but the people have a lot of care for people. It's been in business 21 years, called Milestone. And I went up into this little squeaky little office, and there was these two people there who were trying to get their son back into the program. He had left, got into a car accident, broke his back. Now these people, both he had 35 years, the mother had 33. They were clear that the love of a parent wasn't going to do it. It was amazing to watch the clarity. They knew no matter how much they wished for their son to be sober, that wasn't going to do it. Yeah. It was amazing, and it's sort of like uh, I just saw them holding it. They just did it so well because really. they had come to that conclusion in their own life. Yeah, and most people aren't going to be moved by a family member. They're not going to usually hear it from the people that love them. They're going to hear it from another alcoholic at a meeting or something. Yeah, yeah. So. If you are sober now, fucking great. Have some, you know, honor it and gratitude, be grateful. And, you know, I believe you have it by giving it away, really. I don't believe you need to have it before you give it away. I mean, if you're willing to give it away, you have it. That's how every one of these talks have happened. Every fucking talk that I have shown up with, I've never attended. I've never been there. Never, ever. Just here, shit comes out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day it'll stop, and then I'll, whatever, watch Yankee games. <laughs> not right now, they're not doing well. I'm upset with the Yankees. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so the idea, just for a quick one, for anyone new coming to shop at Don Duality, they're going, what is, I thought I went to an on duality meeting. <laughs> recovery, I didn't want, I didn't come here looking for recovery. <laughs> but non-duality, see, there's a mental activity that claims whatever is happening, yeah? So we, let's say uh, in recovery, they call it conscious contact. So consciousness is in contact, yeah? So that spirit, that animation is in contact. And it contacts whatever, it's, whatever is appearing through the gates, sense gates, right? And then what it contacts, it's thought, it's th it's, there's thoughts about. So there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and thinking, yes? These are activities that are driven by a consciousness, not you, yeah? So there's conscious contact. What, when the mental state is brought into conscious contact with something, not by its own devices, but by consciousness, yeah? It claims what's ever going on. So if there's thinking, it says there's a thinker. And, it's, and it has an image of you as the thinker. And not only the thinker of that thought, but the historical thinker of all the thoughts, yeah? Same thing with seeing. Seeing right now, yeah? 
The mental state claims to see to imply that there's a seer, Paul, which is not what's seen. The eye isn't seen. The eye facilitates vision, but the eye is not what's seen. Spirit is seen. Consciousness is seen, yeah? If the consciousness had left this body and I wasn't destroyed or anything, they could take the, the eye that wasn't seeing anything anymore, put it into a live body, and it would facilitate seeing. Yeah? So the camera doesn't break. It's when there's no light going through the camera. The camera can't see shit or take pictures without light. Light is the spirit or the animation. All right? So that's, that's what we are in a way. Consciousness. The mental state claims whatever happens to imply there's a someone who did it or was done to by it, yeah? So now it has a story which is gonna fucking support the rest of the time your head's going off that there's a you, yeah? That you're the doer, you're the thinker, you're the seer, you're the hearer, you're the feeler, yes? You're the one doing everything. You're the one who's actually conscious. And so, <laughs> It's like the horse that moved the cart from the cart's point of view. The cart thinks the horse is an attribute the cart has. Yeah, it's not. The spirit is doing something. The head says, I'm doing it. So now you're, you're, the idea of seeing is something you're doing, which you're not. Yeah, yes. So the mental state just moves and claims everything and gives you a story. And basically, there's a, there's a migration from life is happening to life is happening to me, yeah? So life gets replaced with an interpretation. Okay? And then what's not happening, which is completely manufactured and biased based on the mental state is what the, is the dominant uh, activity now. What's not happening is dominating what's happening for many of us. Yeah, we are what's happening. That's the only thing that could entertain what's not happening is what's happening. We are what's happening. We're it. We're entertaining what's not happening to the point it's overriding seemingly what's happening. Like I'm not, most of us are not responding to Saturday. We're reacting to yesterday or this morning or tomorrow. <laughs> That's insane. That's completely insane. To be dominated by what's not happening and then go to psychiatrists that deal with what's not happening and go read books about what's not happening. Why not just be what's happening? And you'll have the ability to discriminate between what's not happening because you'll be seeing it from what's happening. How can you discriminate from April 12th or an April 14th when you're in June? Yeah, the June is the discriminating factor, not April 13th. Or I'm going to discriminate April 14th using April 13th. No, it's June, wherever you are now, whatever today is. This is the discriminating factor. You're here now. That's why you can recognize what's not happening. As what? Not happening. <laughs> we used to always share this thing. In what's not happening, anything can be happening. You can be destitute. You can have cancer, tons of shit. 
your girlfriend is doing something right now behind your back or in front of your back or on her back or something. <laughs> All this is going on. <laughs> so anything can happen in what's not happening, but it does not have one quality <clears throat> that what's happening has, which is it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. What's not happened isn't happening. Something is before it happening today. You're not thinking only about Wednesday. You're thinking on top of today about Wednesday. It has to be like a floor that covers today to have the show of Wednesday go off. <laughs> you know, the five act play. Yeah, it always the only way what's not happening can happen is what's happening. <laughs> so in a sense, what's not happening is happening, but it's sort of like a mini, mini square, like right over here in the Zoom. So when you're looking at the Zoom, you don't even notice it usually. Yeah? When the Zoom is all about Saturday and it's right here, you're looking at Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> You don't see April 13th, but <laughs> you go up the ass of self, you're in April 13th while here, Saturday, seemingly, yes? You haven't left. All the surveillance cameras will have you at this meeting on Saturday, but you'll, no, I was, no, you weren't. Your head just was saying something. You weren't, you were here, yeah? There's no escape from here and now, none, ever. You can live in what's not happening. It's still contained in here and now. You can live in East Cloudville or West Cloudville. You're still in the sky. <laughs> there may be a difference between East Cloudville and West Cloudville, but ultimately there is no difference what's holding it all. Yes? If you're up the ass of self, there's only so many divine proctologists that work on Saturday. <laughs> You'll probably drink or something. Yeah. Because the head will bring you to a point of surrender. It's called fuck it, really. And when you arrive at fuck it, you're apt to do almost anything. And it will suggest shit to do, like drink or use. It will. Let's just drive down the highway 100 miles per hour. See what happens. <laughs> there is a freedom. There is a solution. Yeah, so. Did you hear that, folks? I think I'm going to end, yeah? Oh, let's see. Oh, wait a minute. Let's see if they have any questions from Zoom. Mike, we have any questions from Zoom? Uh, anybody want to raise their hand? Oh, I see William's raising his Hold hand. On. What? Yeah. What? These are all the folks. You see them? Oh. What? <laughs> all the people. people. All the people in the church? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need to bring out those balloon people. Yeah, we have real people today. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so no, any questions? Yeah, too. It looks like uh, William has been raising his hand in his square. So you want to unmute yourself, William, and then uh, and then Michael Whelan is next. All right. Uh, can you unmute yourself, William? I just did. Ah, I, I hear you. 
All right, William. Hello, Paul. Right. This, this is my first live meeting uh, with you and the folks. I've been watching your videos for some time, probably five years, and uh, it sinks in on a, an emotional, I shouldn't say emotional, I should say on an intellectual level. And uh, I have the a grasp, or at least I think I have a grasp of it intellectually. Uh, I'm suffering with uh, anxiety. That's my major issue. Uh, I'm a veteran and I have an anxiety disorder. But uh, I find that the non-duality uh, appeals to me. Um, I don't know where I can go with it. And uh, I have some questions regarding, uh, I'm finding myself now at a point of, how shall I say, I'm outmatched. I, I just can't keep on keeping on, so to speak, because I'm just not getting any, what I call, results. All right, we, we, let's stop here for one second. So this man speaking about he has a, a, an anxiety disorder, yeah? And he's trying tons of stuff and it hasn't produced any results. Yeah, all right. So, and if you want to go, hey, maybe you should pass the basket before <laughs> any people get away free. Yes. I'll do it online. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah, you can pass that when you want. And then if you want, hold on one second. If you get, because I get, this Zoom has to go too, you know. I may be here. I don't know if you want to stay or not. We go to a coffee place, the firehouse, and we'd love to see you there in Sausalito. Yeah, it's right uh, five minutes from here. We're going to have a meeting there. All right, so I'm sorry. I'm just uh, letting people off the hook here because, uh, yeah. I understand. All right. Yes. Yeah, so you have an anxiety disorder, and things haven't worked out. No, I've tried dozens of different, you know, approaches. I mean, I can't even name them. Dozens, dozens. I'm, uh, I'm totally exhausted with all the seeking. Totally yeah. exhausted with the promises. Let me jump in again. Let me jump in again. Go Probably ahead. All those, all those things had you included. Yes. Well, I guess I guess you could say that. I mean, I was. But this is what non-duality does. It's it doesn't include you. That's the beauty of it. See, so if you do twelve different things and none of them work, which was the constant in those twelve things? You. That's where it resides. Yes. So when it's the anxiety that wants to get relief from anxiety, that's going to probably promote more anxiety see that we want to look at are you the one who's anxious yeah not taking away anxiety but just questioning is there anyone who has the anxiety yeah because that's where non-duality targets is the one that has the anxiety it doesn't talk about there's no anxiety it just talks about the subject that's saying it's the one having all this anxiety is not the subject that's the premise, yeah? Yes. And I feel a lot of people get relief uh, from the, the conditions that they're in when they're not the one that's in them. I'm not saying it's going to stop anything, but you may lose interest in that shit getting stopped. And then maybe they'll be able to, you'll be able to live with it, yeah, much easier. I call it traveling lighter. 
tell you the truth. Yes? Yes, I understand that. Yeah, so that's the real, the points of this thing is, the real freedom is from the need to be liberated. Yes. Freed from that need. So uh, I'm freed from the need to have no thoughts, whatever. Yes. So basically, the ponderosa is large enough. I can cohabitate with thoughts and <laughs> shit like that. I don't have. There's got to be like chimes and flute music playing. No. Yeah. The the. You know, the sky can be crowded with clouds. I'm still feeling like the sky. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this is, I feel, is the spirit of the relief. It isn't from the thing you think is the problem. It's from the idea that thinks it has the problem. I understand that. Yes. So that's, I find there's relief there for sure. It's, it's not, it seems to be like the specifics on how to do that. You know, it's like there's a howness on, on that. No, it does not. Not really. If you want to call it the howness, satsang is how it works, in my view. It does. Um, Since I heard this message in, of non-duality through satsang and through reading a couple of books, not through, they didn't have videos that much then. Yeah? This, I, I haven't done anything else other than attend satsangs here in other words it's not a one-time shot thing it's an ongoing uh satsang uh experience uh, attending the meetings uh, with you guys and yes i think the community can help you and it's grown over these zooms and it seems to have a lot of power i'm not even aware of because i don't i usually split you know yeah. i'm not i'm not hanging out with uh the people at the meetings, but it seems to be working for them. Yes. So in other words, I'm, I'm picking up, you might say I'm picking up some form of energy by participating with the groups and things like yes. that. Yes, exactly. Okay. And the point is, this isn't about getting out of anything. It's about not being in something. And it's that belief that we're in something that drives this desire to get out, really. If you're not in that, which drives the desire to get out, you get freed from the need to get out. Yeah, it's a huge one. Huge. Huge. Yeah, seriously. This, there's a logic to non-duality. I'm just, the way it's translated here, because we have this platform, I'm sharing it. That's how it appears with me. The relief doesn't come to me, it's from me. Yeah? Yeah, and a lot of the defects of character that I felt was stopping my whole life from going anywhere, they, they're grazing over here. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, they don't seem to have the power I thought they had because I'm not giving them the power I didn't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a loss of interest, it is. Loss yeah, of interest. I understand, I understand. Yeah, you lose interest in self. Yeah. And uh, then you gain interest in everything else. It doesn't say gain in interest in everything else and you'll lose interest in self. No, it's losing interest in self and then the other shit happens. Okay. And you can't lose interest in self as self. See, this is the little trick. 
if self sets out on a course to lose interest in itself, that's more interest in self. So it's just like, there's no move. There's no sophisticated super move. It's just, just the futility of trying to get out of what you, what you're not in really. <laughs> you just fucking give it up. And then you look forward for a coffee today. You could say that for the acceptance of, of the situation, but what? Yeah. You could say that's more or less an exception of the situation. Well, the thing is, all those situations have you included. So we can't change every situation, but you can question that you. I understand. Yeah. Okay. See. If I'm wanting to change the anxiety, that's an example of anxiety, yes? Because in one level, you know you're not going to be successful. It just produces more anxiety because you're outmatched. It's over your face. Yeah. This wasn't like, oh, I've gotten my life together. No, I've admitted I can't. And then it appears to be together day at a time. But really, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. I have no fucking idea what's happening. <laughs> How to manage this or promote that. No, no. Thank you, John. Come back, eh? Okay, thank you. Thank you, Paul. You William. already have, you're a, a lifetime member of Zen Bishlap, knowing it or not. I'm welcoming very much. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and he's William. Oh, William, sorry. Yeah. You ready for Michael? Thanks, William. Yeah, and then we'll end in Michael, I think. Yeah, it's the only other hand up. Oh, another one. All right. Paul. No, no, that's the only one. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. All right, Michael. I know, Paul. Great to hey, say it. We just put Jane on a plane. Yeah, she said, yeah, so it would have been good to catch up. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Like, beautiful meeting today. Really loved it. Uh, I've got no questions about non-duality, so that's a nice thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just wondering whether you've got spaces for Italy still. Yes, we do. Okay, yeah. awesome. Just a, yeah. should I email Amelia? Yes, email Amelia. Yes. What date? The, what date is it again? I September. Don't know. September something. Fourteenth. Fourteenth. Right. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm, okay. Yeah, I might be able to do it. That would be great. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you're on, close to your old haunting grounds. I mean, Burley Heads for a week, so not too far from Byron. Oh, yeah. So, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I love Byron. We're going to try yeah. to come back. But yeah, please, yeah, send the information to Amelia. She'll tell you everything. All right, brother. Thank you again. Hey, thank that was you. Beautiful. All. Thank you. Very nice. Anyone else, Mike? Uh, no, that was it. All right, so we're going to just... Uh, I feel this is my little, my little flock. They need to graze. Yes? Yeah. All right. Hey, Michael P., nice to see you. I don't think we've ever met. Oh, he just put his hand up. Oh. Uh, no, we've never met. I just wanted to say hello. I, uh, yeah, I used to live in San Francisco on 16th Street between uh, Guerrero and Dolores. Oh, yeah. But um, I escaped Mission on 16th Street a long time ago and live in Florida now. But uh, 
Yeah, I first heard uh, one of your speaker tapes a long time ago where you were talking about someday getting a couch. Yes. And then you got the couch and it, it didn't do it for you. And uh, that was kind of my life for a long time, whereas always, uh, you know, I got the car, then I'd lose the job, you know, the whole type of thing. The whole seek but never find. So it's nice to uh, be a free range alcoholic and, uh, and listen to you. But thanks. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Yes, we have no that original couch right there. That's good. That's good. There we go. Did you, have, did you ever get the lamp? I got the lamp, yes. But then I got to get the bulbs, then the LED bulbs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I got, got my daughter. Place. I got my daughter a book called Give a Pig a Pancake. It's uh, It's got a lot of the same type of theme in there. The whole thing, it was just an idea of uh, trying to get a point across, which is, yeah, the head always wants to shoot for a future goal when you arrive there. So it's like the here, there. So you're here and it's not enough. So it then it imagines a there that would be better. And I used the example of getting a couch. And then when you get the couch, it's here again. And so now another there appears. Yes, it's called... Uh, it's another form of slavery. You keep seeking, yes? Yes, yes, yes. Seek but never find. That's, well, the point is, the finding is unimportant after a while. The seeking has its own momentum. That's why it doesn't stop. The story is, it would stop if it found, but it drives right by. <laughs> because it gets its own momentum. It's like a, the horse is out of the barn. You're not putting it back in the bond, you know? Yeah, all right, thank you. There's Mike, thanks Mike. Sound was good today? Yeah, yeah, really good. We got Stuart, nice to see you Stuart. Ben, oh Ben, oh, cool. yeah, I like, that. I like the uh, stone wall there, nice. Yeah, it's real. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> an upgrade, yeah. We have Tyler, nice to see Tyler. Matt, Jay, nice to see you Matt. Don O, he's not at the Vipassana retreat. That's good. Oh, Michael, nice to see you. Yeah, please, I'd love to see you, Michael. It'll be nice to see you in Italy. We got William Stamps. Dane, what is this? David, David M. You look like Al Pacino from Dog Day Afternoon. I like that. You're trying to get back into the bank. <laughs> is that is that is that like my picture you're talking to or somebody? Yeah, you said David. Who's David? You mean Daniel? Oh, Daniel. Daniel. Danny, yeah. yeah. Daniel, it's been like over a year, like two years. I know. I know. <laughs> wow. Welcome back. We're good to see you. But I think my my best praise to your whole enterprise is my empty chair. Yeah. <laughs> there you I'm go. just I'm just off enjoying this shit. I'm telling you. Well, I'm glad the pandemic didn't get you. Oh, fantastic. Nothing can get you. What well, <laughs> pandemic, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I had like this question. No, not like in my head, I had this thing. I was asking myself, when am I enjoying it more? When the circumstances are sort of undesirable and it makes it a bit easier? Or when I actually, I realized I can actually enjoy shit today. <laughs> Yes. Just because when it, nice things happen, I'm there. 
My head's like not flying away. Is it gonna last? Is it da da da? What have I done to produce it? Mm -hmm. And if I start believing that I have done something, now I have to make sure I'm doing it again to recreate. All that's just gone. You're just there, so pure, so nice. They just once told me like, yeah, you know, we're in the water like surfing. I said, you know what? Me, a couple of years in the water, it's not the same me today in the water. <laughs> I can feel the water today, brother. <laughs> and the air. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and as Papaji once said, how much effort do you have to make to get here? <laughs> Yes, so I miss you people. Listen, I tried tuning in, but it's nine hours. It's nine hours of nine hours of difference. But I'm glad I finally got it. Yeah. Very nice, Daniel. Thank you for that share. Yeah, very good. Yeah. You should watch Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, in France, people don't really think I look like Al Pacino, but in London, people used to stop me in the street. Yes. When I was younger, that was that's true. Yeah. Hmm. All right. We've got Connor, Connor Dublin. Nice to see you, Connor. Uh, we got Gary C. Fantastic, Gary. Michael, looking forward to seeing you. Kaylin from Romania, always nice. Mike C. Roman, Chris, Nanette. Where's the candle, Nanette? You're the candle. We got Tariq back in Dover, New Jersey. <laughs> Rami, Rami, I thought you, you're coming up here, I hope, soon. Not until the end of the month. Yeah. Just I'll check in. True will. Gail, Gail, nice to see you, Gail. We got uh, Jaheri or Sherry? Sherry. Angie, there she is. Angie smiling away. Fantastic, Angie. Yeah. Chris. Uh, let's see. We got Jim, Jimmy R, Upstate Brittany, Johannes, Christine, Hari. Oh, there's Hari. Nice to see you, Hari. Al from Vegas, Senna, Jim. Wow, got a lot of people today. Leanne. Hey, thanks. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Nice to see you, Gail and Hari, everyone. Sherry. Yeah. Chris. Thanks, everyone. Paul. See ya. Hey, Mike, we're going to take off. Thanks, Paul. It's Thank you, the Paul. The crowd's getting uh, restless. <laughs> Enjoy the Thank coffee. Thank you. Bye.